screw the plumbing and the home serving niche. Welcome to the Jared Williams Show. Jared, Mother Truck and Williams, what's going on? <laughs> what's up, Joel? <laughs> Nothing, dude. Just chilling, having a good time. I don't know why you're calling me that. Uh, I thought that's. I thought that's okay. I'm confused. I thought that that was okay to call you, but I guess not. I'll uh, put it in the notes. No, you can call me whatever you want. I don't care. Okay, I'll put I'll put that in the notes. Gosh, oh, dude, you know you're getting old when like you like move your back and the whole my whole back just goes all the way down oh, my yeah. spine. But doesn't it feel good though when you like find that? It does. Like I want a chair that that ends where the back ends, right at the perfect spot in my back, mm, so, so I can you can just like back and crack it. But I think that's funny. Like that, that didn't used to happen to me. Yeah, maybe there's a chair out there where you can like raise and lower the setting to where your particular back crack is, you know, where it's like, if you need back crack here, put it here and then lean like this because you could like get your back cracked all over the place. That's my next invention. Yeah, that's (laughs) my next invention. Wait a second. (laughs) Uh, Have you needed to crack your back? (laughs) Yeah, look at this. All different adjustments. Yeah, you could always do the classic like black and white. Like, don't do it like this. And like, you're like trying to crack your back on your desk and there's like the big red X and everything. <laughs> do it like this. Get my chair, you know? Dude, it's going to be awesome. $999. Oh, yeah. No, I'd make it more than that. Like a chair that can be a chair and crack your back. That's value. Dude, like, you that can is charge value. two grand for that chair. Yeah, chairs are expensive, man. Like a fancy like, office yeah. chair is like 1500 yeah. bucks. Put some speakers in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know the market. We're going for a speaker. Like, no, maybe not the speakers. Maybe that can be your invention with the speakers. Okay. All I'll tell you every day, though. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll just see, you know? Yeah, we will see. Well, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tomorrow. I'm starting a chair company tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, dude. I can't wait. Next, The next podcast we do. Folks, it's going to be awesome. Chair's going to be about chair business. First, it was lawn care. Now it's going to be uh, back cracking chair business. Dude, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> one. A big pivot. How to crack? How to crack your back with your chair and create a business around it? Yeah, it's going to be epic. <laughs> the first video can be like you building the chair in your garage with wood. We actually need to like readjust the whole podcast to just back cracking chairs ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah we're changing our niche yeah this this uh, this niche is really changing screw the plumbing and the home serving niche we are now whatever we are dude. back cracking chairs <laughs> dude it's a huge niche because think about all how many people need their back cracked and who sit down a lot that's a lot of people dude i think it's a great one we'll be yeah wealthy in no time yeah all right folks you heard it today don't steal our idea we thought of it first it's copyrighted done okay Talking about premium products and premium Ooh. pricing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know we were going to talk about something else, but let's talk about premium pricing. Okay, let's do it. Okay, hit me. Let's do it. Um, what do you think about premium pricing? Like coming from like a consumer mindset, like if you were to have a product, right, that you were going to mm-hmm. sell, mm-hmm. um what kind of price point would you want to hit? What would be your mindset around that? Okay. Um, I would think about it that I would want to create 
a product and sell it for the price that people are willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I would try to think about it. Um, obviously, you would want to if you're creating. Like if we're talking about like a, we I guess any product, right? In my head, it's a physical product right now. Like even um, if, but that's fine. Like even in your plumbing business, you don't want to sell a commodity. You want to sell a product. Define like, commodity. Like, like commodity I would view as like a service like that you would charge by the hour. So rather than mm. selling, mm. Mm-hmm. fixing a water heater, you are selling much more than that, right? Mm-hmm. You're going from the commodity to the product range mm-hmm. just by going, like offering, you know, a higher level of product, like a higher, um, like an experience mm-hmm. rather than like you're selling the experience. Okay. You're not selling specifically the, the plumbing fix. Okay. You're selling the whole experience of f- finding your company, calling your company, seeing your company's logo, dealing with the people at your company. Like that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. something that that's a product that you can sell. And then you get out of, I, it cost me how much to fix my plumbing. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, instead of thinking that way, your customer is going to go, I paid X for this great experience. Sure. And that's, that's where you make your money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's where people will come back to you and you'll get people using you and referring oh, yeah. you is from that oh, right yeah. there. That's when it doesn't matter how much you are because mm-hmm. then you're not competing. Right. Like when mm-hmm. you're just selling, um, like a, like a service, like you're just selling, fixing a part on a water heater. That's easy to like, you have the part and you have the fix and the labor sure. on the fix, right? The price. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then anybody could compete with you. The parts yep. always the same. It's not mm-hmm. like my parts 10,000 times better than your part. Mm-hmm. So the only thing you have to compete on is price. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, sure. Versus, mm-hmm. You bring in the service and the quality of the service and the good looking trucks and the good looking employees and the uniforms and how polite they were and mm-hmm. how easy they were to communicate with and how you got a price mm-hmm. up front and they offered financing and they gave you options. Then you're competing on a whole nother level, right? You have yes. all this extra value that you've brought in that mm-hmm. you are now competing on. So if anybody wants to compete mm-hmm. with you, like they come in and they offer you know, a product and a price and you come in, you offer a product, a price and an experience. Like the mm-hmm. product isn't even really a thing. It's really just the experience. Now yeah, you, put no. yourself, mm-hmm. you put yourself in that, in that product hmm. kind of field, right? Yeah, no, that's actually, yeah, that's super profound because if we can take that to any product, like you can, if, if I'm selling something e-commerce, mm-hmm. I can think about the experience, not you just using the product, but you interacting with my website, you interacting with my sales parameters. Even if there's a mistake, how do you get a hold of me? Like all those things you can pay that premium for. And that is really what you're selling. Because nobody, I would say that the majority of people don't think like that. They just go, how much should this product be based upon its value in and of itself? They don't think about right. all these other things that they may be doing really, really well. They might right. have an awesome website with awesome, everything flows good and the experience is super easy. And if you, if you need help, you get help right away. But they yep. don't calculate that into the experience of their product and therefore they don't drop it into their price Yep, when they should. 
and that's really like the idea of like value stacking. I know we talked about this in another podcast, mm-hmm. but basically stacking a ton of value on this thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then you're selling like it's just a much easier sell at that point. Like there's so much value here. The price is negligible or mm-hmm. they're willing to pay a lot more for this thing because you've taken something and stacked value on it. So like yeah. mm-hmm. in the water heater instance, right? We maybe took a water heater part and we we stacked this experience on it. We stacked mm-hmm. all this value on it to where now that water heater part, you know, if you think about a plumber that answers their phone that has a system for answering their phone that has Mm -hmm. a system for getting you booked and sends you a text message with the picture of the technician and the technician comes out and he's able to offer you options and give you a price up front and he's uniform and he's professional and he's kind and he's nice and all this stuff, right? That's all value. Now, all of a sudden that's worth a lot more than Mm -hmm. just that water heater part and the part inside, right? Yep. And that goes with, with any business, mm-hmm. any of them. So any business you're in, you really want to just stack as much value on that thing as possible so you can drive the price up as high as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, within reason, right? We talked about that on our last episode. Sure. You want to add a bunch of value that's really hard to do. So sure, like of course. In the example of a water heater part, all this experience, the value of this experience, that that's all pretty much automated. It's not that mm-hmm. hard to put together. And mm-hmm. put it like, quadruples your end point, your end price, right? Mm-hmm. And, and allows you to hit profit margins. And I think you could think about it as like looking at your business practices and then what you're already doing and going through each one of them and asking yourself, well, how can I refine this and how can I make this better for the customer? And what it would probably require is some upfront work, but that would then just be done. And suddenly you have a new refined experience for the customer, a new way of doing things. You're not necessarily adding anything new unless you find you need to. You're just making every step better and smoother. Like again, like in the e-commerce example, like that's like the most simple thing is like, does your website suck? Because mm-hmm. if your website what's sucks... What's your return policy like? Yeah, like that's what's that? Like how one. easy it for me to find the cancel my policy button? Like those little things right. like that. Um, so you're not actually adding any complexity, you're just looking through the system, you're pretending you're a customer and you're walking through the whole experience and you're finding all the little things that make it and you're going, can I change this? Can I make this better? Can I Mm -hmm. add something to this that is hopefully a one-time addition, but that will elevate the experience? And then once you do all that, then suddenly you have a really premium product without actually doing anything operationally different. You're just making it better. Yes. So there's, and you hit on something really good there there's like high value it's like on a scale okay imagine two lines one on top of each other Mm -hmm. on one side of the top line you have like high value hard to deliver Mm. and on the other one you have low value easy to deliver Mm -hmm. what you want to do is you want to you want to take something that has really high value that's hard to deliver on and that's your core product okay Mm -hmm. And you want to stack it with as many low value, easy to deliver items as possible. Mm -hmm. So you just sit there and just stack on these items that are super, super easy to deliver on. Like Mm -hmm. in your instance of changing the way you check out, it's literally Mm -hmm. just a change. Like it doesn't, in the future, it costs you nothing. It's super easy, right? Mm -hmm. Stack as many of those as possible 
as value on top of your product. And now all of a sudden you have a, a really huge product where most of it is very easy to deliver mm -hmm. and only one portion of it is hard to deliver. Mm -hmm. And that makes the whole product as a whole, something that's very deliverable with a lot of value. Right. Mm -hmm. That's really where you want to live. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's a cool way to think about it. Hmm. So how much, how often in your business do you go through and you think about these things? I mean, we thought about it while we were building it. Um, we still think about these things, you know, mm -hmm. as we go in, we're constantly tweaking, you know, how we do stuff. Like how can we make this better? How can we make that better? Um, but at a point you get it, you get it tweaked and, and you're like, how can I make this better? Well, sure. It's, it's, it's there. pretty freaking good. Like we can make yeah. it better in this tweak, but is that, is that easy to fulfill enough on the, mm -hmm. cause you have to be careful there. Like you could add more high value, hard, hard to deliver on. Mm -hmm. And that's not yeah. really what you want to do. Right? Yeah, sure. You really want to huh. keep it simple and streamlined and keep it easy to fulfill on as much as yeah. possible. So yeah. we could stack on value, but then they're harder to deliver on. And then those that comes at a cost and somebody has to bear that cost. And so it's ultimately going to be the customer. So you have to ask yourself if it's hard to deliver on, it's likely comes at a higher cost to you, which means the customer is going to have to pay for it. So is it, does it bring enough value to have the customer pay for it? That's sure. Really, like that's the question you have to ask yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's, if it's super easy to fulfill on like a change to the way you text or the a change mm -hmm. to the wording in your reviews or something like that, those are really easy. So we we'll make those quickly. We'll just right. make them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually you start running out of those. There's only so much yep. of those you can do. And sure. So you refine those to make those really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. when you reach that point, you're like, okay, I have a really good product. Sure. It delivers a ton of value mm -hmm. and only one part of it is hard to fulfill on. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I think it's easy. It's easier to, well, the things that we go to naturally, I think is the harder to fulfill on. Like we think, yeah. like, I know that's how I think. I'm like, well, if I do this, you know, it's going to be like, it's going to be add so much. It's going to be cool. It's going to be great. And then you're always yeah. like, yeah, but that's like hard to do. Like, is that yeah. really worth it? Because I mean, yeah. if we go that way, then we have to do this, which means it's more expensive, which, you know, it could pencil, but that's probably not the first thing we should be thinking about should be thinking about, like you said, all these other things. Yeah. And I think your brain goes there because it's the stuff that's hard to fulfill on is going to add the most value. Sure. So almost the most value, it, the like, quickest. This will add a ton of value. Right. 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 But I, th you got to be really careful there. And it's mm -hmm. harder to think of the things that are going to add a little bit of value. Yeah. That's why I think which, it's like, go ahead. Which almost makes them more valuable, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Because if you've got like another, like if you've got two businesses offering, mm. you know, the same service mm -hmm. and the other business goes, okay, like one of the business goes, okay, how can I make this more valuable? And they add on another service that's hard to fulfill on, but adds a lot of value versus business A over here just sticks to their main core but has all these tiny little tweaks that makes that main core way more valuable. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, this guy offers two products, but this guy over here offers the one product very, very well. The value right. in that one product is way higher. 
Right. Like, who are you, who are you going to hire? Yeah. Probably going to hire the guy that's got the most value on the main core product. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that if people haven't looked through their business, because you forget about those little things, because especially if you've been in business for a while and things are just moving along, you'll forget to go back mm-hmm. and like check over your little things, especially as yeah. you grow, right? Because as you grow, you're going to outgrow certain systems and certain ways of doing things. Yep. And it's good to go back through and be like, okay, is each one of these steps necessary? And each, each one of these steps actually in its final form? Or can mm-hmm. we continue to tweak, maybe add a little resources so that it can become something a little bit better to really refine the experience as a whole? Because man, that just presents so strong, so strong. Yeah. And uh, you know, as you scale, you'll find that things that were valuable and easy to fulfill on, mm-hmm become they stay valuable but they become harder to fulfill on because of scale yep. sure so you're gonna have to change up your method of fulfillment so that it's easier mm. to fulfill on so an example mm-hmm. of that um we used to write handwritten thank you cards to all our customers mm-hmm. right back when we had like three guys billing mm-hmm. um but then once we got like four or five guys billing it was like a full-time job to write thank you cards <laughs> Right. And so to continue to fulfill on that, it's like, okay, this is, I'm going to have to hire another person to write thank you cards, which is going to come at a high cost. And that cost is going to have to be incurred by the customer, right? Is the customer going to want to pay for me to have an extra employee to handwrite thank you cards? Probably Probably not. not. Probably not. He's just automated the process. Mm-hmm. Now it's just an automated postcard, right? That just goes out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to mm-hmm. hire another employee. So in that sense, like we scaled to a point where it was like, okay, this is the fulfillment is now really hard. It used to be really easy. Mm-hmm. Now we have to change this thing up in order to continue to provide the value, but make the fulfillment easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you find things yeah. like that in your, in your business as you scale. Right. Like in the beginning, writing two thank you cards a day, it might not be that hard. Nope. Super easy. You just do it right at the end of your day. Boom. Done. Mail them out. Easy. And it's super valuable to the customer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I got this handwritten thank you card for hiring this company. That's rad. Mm Mm-hmm. But then at some point, it becomes not valuable because then that customer doesn't want to pay for that service at at that point. Like, oh, man, I'm paying for that? Like, I don't care about that. It's still valuable, but the fulfillment got harder, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cost of fulfillment wasn't worth the value. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, let's talk about like service companies, plumbing companies. What are the things that they need to be doing? Like, what are those value stacks for them? Like the main services is plumbing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then like all the value that you can stack on top of plumbing, what are those easy to fulfill low value, easy to fulfill things you stack on top of there. I would first start off with having your technicians and whoever's answering your phone, just be very nice, courteous, knowledgeable. Yeah. Like that's like a pretty easy no brainer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really makes that experience good. Yeah. Um, friendly. Definitely really easy to pay. You definitely want, like I want to be able to pay you really easy probably I want to avoid like emails and all this kind of crazy stuff. Like I don't want to have to wait for something that I might miss. So I want to be able to pay like, I mean, ideally I want to be able to pay at time of service, like anything else in the world. 
Like I get the right. product done and then I can pay you and I don't have to yep. think about it. You don't have to think about it. So that yep. makes the experience better. Um, I want like, I would want to know that the price quoted to me isn't going to change that. Like if a price quoted to me, if something comes up, that's weird. You're not going to be like, Hey man, like I screwed up and it's going to be actually this, like that probably does happen, but it'd be nice with confidence to be like, Oh, that's what I'm going to pay. Cool. Good. Go do your thing. Um, yep. let's so see all those things you can automate with the CRM, right? Like mm -hmm. you get on service Titan, you can then quote prices up front. Mm -hmm. You just make it your policy. The, the price we quote is the price you pay. Right. Unless we run into something that we can't see. Right. Right. Sure. Of course. And we're going to come to you up front so mm -hmm. that you know about it. Right. Mm -hmm. it's easy to automate. Bam. You just added value. Mm -hmm. Um, being able to pay right away. Good CRM. You just bill the customer when you're done. Mm -hmm. Bam. You just added more value. Like now you're just increasing like how much the customer is willing right. to pay you every time you right. add these values on. Yeah. Well, just by simple automations like that, you can just automatically add more value to your service, which allows you to charge a higher price, which in mm -hmm. the, in the plumbing industry, the thing is, is it's like, it's, it already costs so much to run your plumbing business mm -hmm. for you to not be in the premium product world. Mm, sure. Adding a high value to the customer. Mm -hmm. It's you're really losing out, right? It mm -hmm. costs you so much. They expect when you go to charge them for what, for what it actually costs you to run your business. When you go to charge the customer, they expect a, a high value based on the price because the price mm -hmm. is so high. So you might, you might as well like incur a few extra um, expenses on your end, maybe charge the customer a little bit more, but be able to offer this really high value service. Very, mm -hmm. very premium, right? Mm -hmm. um, Cause then like the cost of your service and the service you give actually makes sense. Right. Yeah, you know I mean? sure. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas for other businesses, they might be able to sell cheaper, right? Because the cost of fulfillment isn't as high. Mm hmm. But I would even say to those businesses, like, why wouldn't you live in a world, if you're going to make a product, why not have it live in a world where it's extremely high value? Right. Right. So like, especially if you're going to create the product, right? Like yeah. you're not, you're not Amazon, you're not shipping product. You're yeah, not, you're, you're not facilitating somebody getting a product. You're not the middleman. You are the person who creates the thing. Yep. And so why would you create the thing and then go, you know, I'm going to sell this for dirt cheap. Yeah. Because that makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm going to sell this for, I'm going to be cheaper than everybody else. That's okay in a world where you're selling it like mass scale and people yeah. are shopping based on price. Right. But if you're, if you're not selling it mass scale, like all over the world, right. Mm -hmm. And people aren't shopping based on price. They're shopping based on emotion and experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then why wouldn't you live in a, in a world where you stack as much value on your product so that you can maintain the highest profit margins possible. And I also kind of think it's more fun that way. Like I have no interest in creating fun. Tupperware. Like Tupperware yeah. to me seems like something that I sell at low price, like plastic Ziploc Tupperware. I'm yeah. selling billions of these things and they're dirt mm -hmm. cheap, but that's super boring. Like, yeah, I made a yeah. plastic cube and I put a lid on it. Here you go. $3. Like yeah. it seems much more fun that if I'm going to do all this work to create my own product, to go into this, mode of a business, create this own business that I want to do something that I find very interesting so I can put my heart and soul into it and make it awesome. But yep. then 
I then wouldn't turn around and be like, cool, I did all that. And now I'm going to sell it to you for nothing because yep. the price is the, all the value that I see in it, except yep. there's so much more value in there, even outside exactly. of like my blood, sweat and tears. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to build a plumbing business, you know, why not build a business where you can charge top dollar for your services and increase your profit margins and make more money at the end of the day? Mm hmm. Because why are we in business in the first place? Uh, for the good of our hearts. Yeah. We're in it just to <laughs> provide people with a really good service mm -hmm. and never make any money, right? Yep. That's it. Yeah. No, we're in business <laughs> to make money. Yeah, like, sure. There's n if you're not, go get, a, go get another job. Like, right. Stop doing what you're doing. Go get another job because being in business when you're not making any money really sucks and it's not worth it. And you need to be making money if you're in business. Yeah. And that's, um, I mean, I know we've talked about that. I'm sure we could go on and on about that idea, oh, yeah. but I think that's, it's so, it's always important to come back to that because that's always kind of like the taboo subject, right? Like businesses are out there just trying to make money. And you're like, yeah. well, yeah. Like profits, the evil word. Yeah. And it's like, but, but <coughs> the more money they can make and ultimately you as the consumer can choose not to buy, right? Nobody is forcing you to buy anything as yeah. far as I know. Um, and so you can choose not to buy and you can go buy something else. So ultimately you are the one who is deciding that price yeah. point because the business, if it looks around and says, dang, nobody's buying my premium product. Crap. I guess I might be a little too expensive. So then they have to yeah. rethink. They either have to add value or they have to rethink their whole thing. Yep. Yeah. And the, like the funny part about that is people, people buy stuff of value all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're constantly overpaying. Not, I don't want to say overpaying, but they're paying more for something that has more value. So like take Patagonia, for instance. Mm -hmm. People buy Patagonia clothing like it's going out of style, right? Mm -hmm. Because they they have a perceived value in their clothing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They do. It's double stitched. Um, it's eco-friendly. It's... Mm -hmm. They give back to the Patagonia wilderness. Um, mm -hmm it's good quality, right? They've built a value behind their brand. Mm -hmm. And so people are willing to pay more for that. Mm -hmm. And so same goes for your plumbing business. You start stacking those mm -hmm. values in and people are going to be willing to pay more for it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually the people are going to recognize you for what you are. And now you have found yourself that you have a brand and that is yeah. a valuable thing. And then people are going to yeah. be they're going to be making this payment mm, choice based upon your brand because that's mm -hmm. who you've been and what people say you are. Yep. Yeah. You'll develop this identity as a business of having this certain value, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like Patagonia. They have mm -hmm. this identity of having this certain value and there's mm -hmm. a certain customer that they attract because of it. Mm -hmm. Just like your plumbing business. You're going to sure. build this company of mm -hmm. value and you're going to attract mm -hmm. customers who want that value that you have to offer mm -hmm. and they're willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to stop attracting the customers that just want the cheapest price or just want the cheapest fix. You're going to start getting customers that are like, man, I really want somebody to come out to my house today. I really want somebody to answer their phone when I call. I really want somebody to... Um, take payment before they leave my house so I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about it anymore. I really want mm -hmm. somebody who looks professional, who drives a professional vehicle, who 
is qualified, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they start wanting those things and they're like, I'm hiring these guys because they're known for those things. Mm -hmm. And all those things are just value that you've added to your business just by the way that you've structured it, right? All right. around a plumbing service. Mm -hmm. And they're going to pay you way more money for that. Mm -hmm. You know, the coolest part about that is hmm. you start attracting customers that want what you have to offer. Right? Yeah, sure. Rather than getting a customer who wants the cheapest price and then going out there and going, okay, here's how much it's going to cost. It's going to be a gazillion dollars. And they're like, oh, screw you. You start now attracting a customer that's like, hey, um, I want all this value. And you go offer it. And they're like, this was awesome. Right? Right. Sure. You give them a price and they're like, yeah, go for it. Right? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of customer you start attracting by building this kind of business. And especially when you like start to assimilate that into your brand and you start mm -hmm. to become known as that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a powerful thing. Because you're you're attracting mm -hmm. a customer that expects mm. what you have to offer, then you're mm -hmm. giving them that value that they expect, and you're creating this super happy customer mm -hmm. because you gave them what you told them they should expect of you, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's powerful. That's when you like start getting rid of tire kickers, start getting right. tons of sure. five star reviews, mm -hmm. and start having a lot of happy customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you that's actually. Yeah, your brand is going to attract the people who desire your product. Yeah, and that's really where you want to live. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Well, one day we'll talk about the importance of branding because that is where this conversation someday. naturally segues into. Because Someday we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there someday. <laughs> but today, man, that was a great conversation. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, you bet, man. All right, man. See you next week.